to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend some time with us today for that. We're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, all the places you get your good and your bad podcasts. If you are a fellow podcaster and part of the Libsyn Network, you can find us, friend us, follow us over there. We like keeping up with our fellow podcasters and podcastettes. Is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. I'm sure it's not a thing. In today's climate. And if you want to send us uh, a message, easiest way, best way for anything that we do local bar media wise, you can find uh, the Facebook page, local bar media, where you can see announcements for the shows we are doing, shows we've done, things that may be popping up, uh, places we may be going, Don Merkel stuff, all that kind of jazz. If you are new to the show, uh, the guy that does the music. So if you are the YouTubes or somebody trying to honk on me because I am using music, I have the rights to it. It's uh, Mr. Don Markle. He is a uh, singer-songwriter out of Charleston, South Carolina. Been doing that work for quite a long time and uh, had the opportunity to play with him uh, in Don Markle and the Blacksmiths for a couple of years. I don't know how long, two years, three years, something like that. Anyway, uh, just saw Don the other day and forgot to ask him, but uh, I do think he's working on a new album, so so keep up with his stuff. You can find him, DonMerkle.com. But if you, again, all the family, everything we do is located there. If there's an announcement, we put it on the local bar uh, media page on Facebook. There might be. Now, and I mean, all right, so... Uh, so I don't do new year's resolutions. I talk about this every year. Uh, I, uh, I don't do, uh, I just don't do them because they, there is a, if there's a thing that is, uh, more okay in our lexicon, at least in the United States to break, it is a new year's. It's almost like, you know, that rules are made to be broken. That stupid thing that people say right before they're just about to do something they're not supposed to. Um, New Year's Day resolutions were just meant to be broken as well. People don't people are surprised when they're still doing them like two weeks later. So I, I don't I don't like doing that. I what I normally do, I got I stole this from Emmett Smith. There's something he did. Yes, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. It's the bane of my existence. I want them to be my pallbearer so they can let me down one last time. I just they, they still. Um Emmett did this thing. He he has he had he had he had career goals, lifelong goals, and things like that. But in order to break it down, uh, he had uh, goals he wanted to reach within, like, you know, six years, uh, then within three years, then two years. But for, for every year, he would also have steps broken down to help him reach those goals. He's very goal-oriented dude. And it's like, um, this is what I want to accomplish in the next two months. This is what I want to accomplish in the next six months. This is what I want to accomplish this year. That will keep me on pace to where I need to be for this stuff. And and I will tell you is uh, the interview I saw with him. He was talking about how Michael Irvin made fun of him because he saw his goal book when he was a rookie, and it said to get Walter Payton's all-time rushing record. And he said Michael Irvin made fun of him for like two or three years before he realized he's like, oh my god, this guy might do it, which he did. 
in case you don't keep up with the foosball. But uh, I um I don't I, I generally do that. I'll, I'll keep things you know kind of for the year around my birthday. However, this year has a, a very different uh, meaning for me. There is uh, some stuff that. I don't know. I, I started making these plans back in October for this year to launch January 1st. So a lot of what I'm going to do <laughs> over the next year is going to sound like their New Year's resolutions. They're really not. And uh, so I, I I cringe at saying well, you might be seeing some updates, a new website launch and all that kind of stuff, because I hate announcing anything like that on December 29th, because it sounds like, oh, this is one of Chad's resolutions that he's probably not going to follow through with, because if that's what it was, yes, you're right. I'm probably not going to do that. So this is something completely different. I am. Um, uh, th- there might be some new ways to keep up with the show, get announcements from us. Just uh, just keep your ears on. You'll see. Just go to the yeah, do me a favor. Go to the local bar media page. We don't blow stuff up, so we're not you're not gonna get notifications all the time. But go like us and follow us over there. And and while you're at it, I never ask this. If you're around, if you want to give a, a sub. Uh, you know, if you want to please subscribe to the show on whichever network you get it from. That really helps. And if you want to write a review or just throw some stars up there. That certainly helps as well. I've been talking with some folks from uh, Spotify uh, back and forth about some stuff, and they're like, uh, you know, you never do that. You n- you never tell people to smash that subscribe button. And it's because I made fun of my kids uh, listening to YouTubers all the time that were constantly saying it, that I sound hypocritical when I say it, so I don't. Uh, but yes. It certainly would help if you would do that. I've got a great interview this week. I want to tell you something. I I did this interview uh, uh, like a week and a half back. And I wanted to immediately bump the spot that I had and, and release it. Because I knew Christmas was going to be in there. But I sat and thought about it for 24 hours. I woke up the next morning and I was like, you know what? I need, I need to let this one simmer for a minute. Because... This one went deeper and had, it was so much, like I I couldn't unpack it. It took, I had to go and listen to it twice to unpack it. And, and I, I, I'm going to tell you, this is one of those that really hit me in a different way. Haven't had one like this in a while. I hope you enjoy it. Let me give you a little, let me, let me take a little bit of time here real quick to set the stage for what this is, because I, I want you to understand the mindset that this is coming from. First, let's talk about why this interview is important because it is the beginning of the year. We're in that phase, or at least at time of recording, that's that that's that no man's land, right? In between Christmas and New Year's, where half of you are working because you've already gone through all your vacation time, and the other half of you are not working because you didn't use all your vacation time, and so nobody's quite sure why anybody's working or not working, and so all we're doing is thinking about what we need to do when we finally do get back to work or when everybody else gets back to work. And then we're sitting around eating the leftovers and doing all the stuff and catching up on shows and everybody's watching this Wednesday show. And, 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 and all, this, all this goes on during this week. And while I do make fun of resolutions because of how we break them, it does make sense that during this week, 
when whether you like it or not, you probably have to pause a little bit. It's a good time when you're forced to sit with yourself, whether it's alone in an office or in a car while you're in traffic because the other people you carpool with just aren't aren't having to go to work or your kids are at home, but they're not wanting to do anything with you. They're hanging out in their rooms or playing with their friends. And you, and you find yourself with 30 minutes of, of time to yourself, even if it's while you're cleaning up. I think this time of year is, is, is an interesting time because I think it can show us and it can set the stage for how important self-reflection really, really is. Number two, I need to explain to you why cruise ships are important. <laughs> I've heard every comedian. I've heard them all. I, I hear all their jokes. Cruise ships are easy to make fun of. I, I get that. People go, oh, that's gross. I, wouldn't do, I don't like to do cruise ships. I'd rather just go to the destination. Well, you, then you've never been on a freaking cruise ship before. All right, look, everybody's got their druthers. There are some people that have tried it. They don't like it. I, I get that. If somebody is claustrophobic, you probably went on too small of a ship. Because I'm going to tell you, I've been on some big ones. The one I'm going on in June is like the size of a city. It's it's bigger than the city I grew up in in South Carolina, which is not saying much. I mean, all it's got to do is have more than one red light. But I, um, if you listen to comedians about <laughs> how you should live your life, you would never go on a cruise ship. You'd never go on an airplane. You you'd never drive in a car. You would never take public transportation. So I really wouldn't get life lessons from comedians. I would I would just you know go there for the jokes. Unless it's Bill Burr, then then yeah, you should probably listen to him. I um I do love cruise ships though. I I have not gone on a lot of them. My wife has. We're we're going on two this year. I think uh I think this will be the one coming up. It will be like my wife's twelfth cruise, twelfth I think. And she didn't start going on them until she was like like adult. Like she, I think she was like twenty five when she went on her first one. I have to double check with her on that. But anyway, she didn't like grow up. Her parents weren't taking her on cruises all the time. This has been like a, a newer thing. And, and they are great. And let me explain to you a couple of things about them that, that you probably don't know. And, and yeah, it, it depends. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I am going to watch. I almost did it. And I need to remind myself. I am not going to name the cruise line that we normally go on. If we do, if I can get my wife to start up <laughs> welding a family ever again, I, I will make sure we talk about this. Uh, but we, um, I don't want to do it because the, the 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 interview I have today is about a very specific cruise line and a certain trip on that cruise line. And I want to give props to them for what they're doing. So uh, no competitive information on here. But I will tell you. Uh, people will say, oh, I don't want to go on cruise ships. They're just dirty. They're cesspools. They are, uh, they're just Petri dishes. Uh, no more than your uh, regular grocery store or anywhere else you go in your entire life. And as a matter of fact, they're pretty dang clean, especially nowadays. Because they're trying to you know, tell this over-oppressive government that we have, uh, hey, listen, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just let me keep my ship sailing. That's all I want to do. You want it to be this clean? We'll multiply it by 500. But even before the pandemic, um, I've always found them to be very clean. I'm sure people have their anecdotal stories, and I get that. And, and somebody's had bad experiences somewhere. Or or there could be this. You've been on bad cruise lines. 
there are there are companies that come and go. I get it. I get it. Uh, but generally, they're not. Uh, number two, if you're like, eh, it's all bachelor parties and people being dumb and rednecks and gambling. Um, yes, if you're taking a three-day cruise. Just pony up the money. Just take some extra time. Don't make it a weekend cruise. Make it at least a five-day cruise. You do a five-day cruise anywhere, I promise you, you're going to be like, this is nothing like what I saw before. The entertainment's different. The ships are different. The ships are nicer. The people that are on them aren't on there for just bachelor parties and weekend getaway stuff, which is a great way to do it, by the way. Um, But it's different. And, and if you're into the shows and the talent, oh my God, world of difference talent. We went on the, we went on a ship last, uh, December. I swear to you what they did in their theater was better than most Broadway productions I've seen. I mean, just f- blew me away. Oh my God. I could, I could not believe it. Um, so there's a lot of really cool stuff. And, and then there are great people that you meet because there's this thing that happens. Now, here's something that I can talk about. I've got, I got a lot of clout in this game. I can, this is something I can preach to. I am, uh, if you do not know this, I am a, a preacher's kid. I grew up, my dad was a United Methodist minister in South Carolina. We, we lived all over the state, grew up in the upstate, uh, for, for a lot of years. And, um, and, and there's this thing that you do. There's this thing that, that, that Christians will do. And they'll, they'll do this thing where they'll go on these retreats. And they'll go to these retreats and they'll have a blast. And they'll, they're around like-minded people. And they're like, God, we should be like this every day. I should be like this every day. And they, they get in this, what we, this, this, this mood up on the mountaintop where they're praising Jesus. And they're never going to speak bad about their neighbor again. And everything's going to be different. And uh, people will know them by their love, and it's just going to be all sunshine, rainbows, lollipops, marshmallows, and all that kind of stuff everywhere they go. And then they come back down off the mountain, and they're no different. They change nothing about themselves. The only thing that's different is they are away from the people that annoy them, the people that challenge them, the temptations that there are in their life. And there's a there's a phrase for that. It's called mountaintop Christians. We've had that. Yes, yes, believe it or not, all these people that think you're just making fun of Christians. No, we, we have groups within us that, that like to keep each other in check. And um, I'm of the group that thinks it's kind of funny and, and likes to point stuff out. When we're being dumb, I'm the <laughs> we're we're called preachers' kids, and uh, yeah, I I uh, I always had a hard time with that. Cause you see, when when I the way I grew up, I was constantly put in new places and having different challenges, and I was constantly having to to look at myself and and reshape myself to fit the environment or at least survive the environment that I was put in. Because you see, in the Methodist Church, they move you every four years. And so it was, uh, it was really weird and really hard. And I would go on these and I would think I would find my people and then I'd go back and see them in school and they're back to their normal clicks. It, it's the, the, basically the epitome for, for my fellow Gen Xers out there of what the breakfast club was, was getting at. We're all friends today, but when we leave, when we leave, we're going to go back to what we were before, by the way. That movie is so underrated 
for today's time. Keep in mind, there is a there's a, for for any of you adults out there that are that are looking at schools and what goes on in them now. There there is a point in there that is that is much forgotten about that deals with suicide and a kid bringing a gun to school. Oh man, we've seen warnings for a long time. Anyway. That mountaintop Christian uh, kind of mentality is is kind of a pain in the butt when you're talking about trying to find people and how to live your life. But man, it works great when you're on vacation. <laughs> because let me tell you, when you're standing on the deck of a cruise ship and you see land leaving and it's just running away from you, whatever you've got to do, <laughs> it's gonna be seven days before you can do it. That ship is gone. You can't. You can't walk in there and say, "Ah, oh, uh, excuse me, Mister Captain. Uh, can I? Uh, he turned back around. I, I I forgot some paperwork I need to get. No, it's you have to relax. My wife, my wife overthinks everything. She overthinks things so much that she underthinks them. She around thinks them. That's just what she does. When you take her somewhere where she wants to relax, she can't relax. We camp, we go camping, and she's constantly wanting to do stuff. Part of it is because it's a mess. Don't get me wrong. But the other part of it is like she can't. She can't. She cannot sit down. She's up doing stuff she doesn't normally do. I saw her the last camping trip after she was done cleaning up stuff around the, the, the cooking area. She went and chopped wood and then skinned a beaver. I, I, I don't know why she can't stop. She didn't. She didn't skin a beaver. Uh, but she she has to constantly be moving. But man, she gets on a cruise ship. Nope. Complete relaxation. Let's it go. My dad, I saw my dad the other night. He said the same thing, that he and mom had not been on cruises in forever. And he's like, you know, you just don't ever feel like you're really on a vacation unless you're on a cruise ship. And the cool thing about it is that whole mountaintop Christian thing I was talking about, not only are you more relaxed, but the people around you are more relaxed. And so when you get together on there, you've all got one thing in mind. I mean, yeah, it's different things. Some of the people that get on there are real big adventurers. They can't wait to, to see what's going on at sea. They can't wait to, to see what's going on in the different ports. They really get out there. Some people are just completely relaxation. I'm in the spa. I'm eating fine dining. Uh, some people are really big into the show. Some people just want to be in the sun. I get it. I get it. But the, the whole point is everybody is wanting to get away and relax. And because you're there with like-minded people, you realize that you can relax even more. I worked for um, a, 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 it's a it's a former life of mine, but I worked for uh, the College of Charleston uh, basketball coach John Cress. He's a legendary coach. He he um, he's in the uh, basketball hall of fame. He helped draft uh, Doctor uh, Doctor was it Do yeah Doctor J to the New Jersey Nets. It was Doctor J, right? I can't remember. Um, guys got, he learned under Lou Carnesecca for any of you people that are big basketball folks. And I got to, I got the chance for two years to work with this man. I'll never forget him telling me if you want to be successful, you got to surround yourself with people who care because you can get as far as you want to by yourself, but you will never get as far as you can when you have like-minded people that pull for the same things that you want and pull for you. Man, he's right. I don't care if that's friends, if that's your church, if that's your marriage, he, he is right. I, I want to tell you that man is spot on there.
And so you see that when you go on these things. So you take that mountaintop Christian philosophy and put it to where it's vacation and it's great. But just like that mountaintop Christian thing, uh, we have to turn around and come home at some point. But there's something we can do about that. And that's what hit me so hard in this interview. Now, I'm going to bring these guys on. So let me tell you what happened. (laughs) I reached out. This thing is called the Rock Boat. It is on Norwegian Cruise Lines. My wife, we've talked about this before, is a very big fan of the band Need to Breathe. There's some really cool guys from South Carolina. Some of you may know them. They did start off as kind of a Christian rock band. They still they are not they are not ashamed to still uh, put a lot of that stuff into their music. Uh, they put on great shows. Uh, I've seen them even do an acoustic tour, which was by far one of the best shows I've ever seen before in my entire life. Um. Sister Hazel is the one who puts this on. Need to Breathe is kind of headlining it. Neon Trees is going to be on it. Mom Rock. Maybe people that are fans of Mom Rock. A lot of great, a lot of lit is going to be on there. A lot of great uh, bands are going to be on this boat. And it's really cool. So you go on this cruise ship, all these bands, I'm talking like, like 15 bands are on there just hanging out with you. And then you get to watch them play. They do this set down here in the theater, the big produced set. Then they do an acoustic set on the, the Lido deck. I don't I don't know. I haven't been on it yet. I just heard from other people. So it's really cool if you're a big fan of certain bands. And my wife and I are. We're big fans of Need to Breathe. She got me into them. Ironically, uh, Stillwell, they're, they're old drummer. He's not with them anymore. He and I used to play in a band together. Uh, I would do Methodist youth retreats, these mountaintop things people would go to. And he and I would would play in the band with that, which is kind of uh, it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, I'm uh, I, we're both really big music people going to good friends of ours, Marlene and Jeremy, and uh, they're huge music folks as well. And we love hanging out with them. So it's kind of an adventure we're all going on. I reached out to the rock boat, the people that put these things on. And asked them if they wanted to be on the show. They did not even reply to me, which is not uncommon. That comes up every now and then. But I asked them a couple of times. And I was like, hey, I'm not asking to talk to any band that's coming on. I just want to talk to one of y'all that can talk about what this is, how it got started, all that jazz. Nobody said anything. My wife then put something on Facebook about, oh, look at this. You need to listen to this. I think it was Seth from Need to Breathe was going to be on their podcast, which I was under the impression it was the people that do the rock boat. And my wife tagged me on it, in which I turned around real flippantly because it had just happened a day before. And I was like, nah, they don't want to be on any shows that might be out doing theirs. They, they just don't stick to themselves. And all of a sudden, I get a ding from one of them. Like, hey, did you reach out to the show? I'm like, yeah, I reached out to your show. And the next day, my wife is calling me. She's like, do not get us kicked off this boat before we get on it. And I realized that my smart Alex self... uh. Jump the gun because the podcast is not done by the rock boat people. It is put on by rock boat enthusiasts. And I'll give, I'll give them a little bit more than that. They, they preach the gospel of the rock boat. They get it. They get not only why going on this cruise is fun for the music, but for the camaraderie and also not to steal their thunder, but what it can do for you. Uh, so understand that I met these guys by mistake. I'm so happy I did. And uh, I really can't wait to, to bring you this interview. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, about 
coming down off the mountaintop on the other side of the break. Nothing stays the same when you're out of the game for too long. As if you're looking back, trying to find the tracks, they're all windblown. I'm always shedding my skin, even from within, and I don't know where I've been, where I go, the future's so. Cause when I think about how the way things should have gone, well, I'm still out here on my own. I've, um, over the years, we've had some some great guests. A couple of times I've had two guests. I've never had three guests on at one time. I don't know quite why I've decided to do that here. I've actually just met these guys not long ago. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a month, my wife and I are going to go on an adventure that we haven't tried yet. Uh, but every time I turn around, I meet more people that have done it. I meet more people that are a part of uh, of the overall family that does this constantly. It is basically a big old rock and roll cruise. It's a cruise ship. It's got a ton of rock bands on it. Uh, we found it by mistake. And that's actually how I met these guys by mistake. I want to welcome on Chris, Mark, and Amon onto the show from the Boatcast Tribe podcast. Guys, how are y'all doing? Great, man. Thanks this for having us. Awesome, on. man. Awesome. All right. So excited. All right, great. So let me let me explain to everybody what happened. A few months back, or about a year ago, my wife and I came across. My wife's a big Need to Breathe fan, guys. Just can I give you guys an idea of how this happened. So she's a big Need to Breathe fan. Her for, her 45th birthday will be when we were on the, the ship. So I wanted to find something really cool for her birthday. Saw the cruise, and I was like, oh, heck yeah, we, we, we got to go on that. So we, we go on cruises quite a bit. We've gone to a bunch of Need to Breathe concerts. Um, and so we decided to go on. My wife shows me, she's like, hey, they've got this podcast. Well, I've reached out to the Rock Boat people, the six-man people, and I've asked them multiple times, like, hey, I want somebody to be on the show. I'm not asking for one of the acts. I want one of you guys to come on the show to talk about what's going on. I want to find out more about the people that are there. It seems like a really cool, positive thing. Please come on. Nothing. Radio silence. Just whatever. So then, it's about a week or two ago, my yeah. wife my yeah. wife points out to me, hey, these guys, Seth Bolt, the, the, the bass player from Need to Breathe, is going to be on their show. So I smart off. On Facebook. Yeah, well, these guys <laughs> apparently don't want anything to do with us, babe, or something to that effect. Next thing I know, I get a message from Chris. Uh, Hey, did you uh, ask to be on the show or something? And I'm like, oh, my God. I've somehow, by running my mouth, crossed the streams, and I've potentially pissed somebody off. My wife is shooting me texts left and right. Will you please delete that before we get kicked off the damn boat, before we even get there? I mean, she's, she is all worried. So Chris and I actually have a conversation in the parking lot real quick. I, I could not be happier to have this chance meeting with you guys. So let's talk real quick i'm i'm curious the three of you 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 do this show you you, you talk a lot about the acts that come on the things that come on and, and really the culture and the family and we'll get into all that but you three guys how did you guys meet oh so um i grew up in the same township as mark and his brother brian and i went to high school with mark's younger brother brian became friends through uh, sports and whatnot. And um, that's how basically me and Mark's relationship forged. 
Um, and then over the years, as we got older, meeting different relatives and then um, obviously meeting Eamon, who's Mark's cousin. And uh, that's that's really kind of how it, it all started. Um, you know, it's... Oh, you ruined you 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 ruined our opportunity to to uh, see how how Mark and I uh, finally met. Oh, let me hear it. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just like our podcast. Chris does all the talking. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because I know who's talking already because Chris does do most of the talking on your show, and that's uh, that's it's actually kind of easy for me to pick out. Now, how did Mark and Damon? How did you, the two of y'all meet? I thought y'all were family members. Are you not? Or yeah, what? yeah, no, no. I was just I was just kidding. We oh. we are. Kind of- <laughs> We are cousins on uh, on our uh, on on his mom's side, my dad's side. Gotcha, gotcha. So when you're not a stand-up comedian, Eamon, what what is it that you do? Like real life jobs. What do you, what do you guys do? Just uh, and you don't have to be specific. I'm just curious. So so I'm a I'm a civil engineer by trade. Okay. Um, I do I do a lot of work for um, state and municipal clients. Okay. And then Mark and Chris, one of you is a physician, right? Yeah, I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then how about you, Chris? I am a scientific researcher for NASA. All right. So, wow. So, just so, kidding. I'm totally kidding. I was going to say, so, totally all, so all you no, nerds uh, got no. together. <laughs> I, I am, uh, I, I work for the government in the uh, criminal justice realm. Oh, okay. So, you, okay. You're that guy <laughs> out of the group. Okay. What, so, <laughs> what, uh, what, where did the, where the idea to put the podcast together? Where did that start? Oh, Mark, you know, you, you do such a great job of telling it so far away. Well, I, I think it was kind of already in the making before the idea of the podcast. So Chris and I had reunited at my brother's bachelor party a couple of years back. And Eamon and Eamon's brother, Dan, we, we generally have a huge crew that go on the rock boat. So naturally, all of us there, we were talking about the rock boat, the rock boat, the rock boat. And... Of course, Chris's ears perked up the idea of being at sea and having as many beverages as he'd like. He was <laughs> right. already sold be- before hearing about any of the music groups. But uh, needless to say, Chris, and I'll, I'll let him get into it, you know, had a pretty rough year. And even before getting on the boat, the rock boat community was already behind him. And he felt, he, he felt how special this family was. Uh, so on that very first day at sea, he has all these people coming up to him. Are you Chris? You know, I want to give you a big hug. High five. And he said to me on the back of the boat, uh, we're, we're standing there first night after need to breathe went up and crushed it on the pool deck. He said, I just want to live like this every day of my life. Hmm. I'm going to quit my job. I mean it. You know, and, and you'll see Chris on the boat. He gets a little little teary-eyed, a little emotional. And uh, he was serious. And I said, whoa, 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 hold up on the uh, quitting your job part. But I have all of this podcast equipment. Why don't we start a podcast? Why don't we connect? Why don't we keep this rock boat feeling going from rock boat to rock boat? And that's really where it all started. That's awesome. That's all- So not not to not to foreshadow too much here but let let's talk about that uh for a second chris a lot of people don't know that uh you went you you've gone through a, a really hard time and that was that was based around 
uh, the fact that you you tried out for the Philadelphia Eagles and and didn't make it, correct? And then you were um, it, isn't is something like that, or am I confusing you with Mark Wahlberg in that movie? I can't. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, and I'll well, say, the Cowboys, the Cowboys wanted you though, right? That's right. Because well, like- it's a lot easier to make the Cowboys than the than the Eagles. <laughs> uh, no, and and all, ah. and all seriousness, Chris, will you open up a little bit about that? About what you went through and and kind of um, number one, where you are now, uh, and, and yep. number two, um, uh, what what that you know, just kind of that perspective, what it did for your perspective and everything that you were kind of. Uh, just kind of the situation you were in and where you were when that moment that Mark was talking about happened. So there was um, at that moment in my life, there was two, two things on, on, on the forefront. There was me coming out of the closet to my family and friends and then simultaneously being diagnosed with uh, renal cell cancer. So I, I made a decision after being on the rock boat, Facebook page before even going on the boat, just seeing all the love, listening to all this amazing music that has been on past boats. Um, I made a, a coming out video basically and posted it to the rock boat page yeah. and just let everybody know that I was super excited to meet all these awesome people. And that, so that was, that helped with that process of my life. And then, um, then having my playlist ready and then knowing that I had to have surgery done for the cancer um, just made it all worthwhile. And then, you know, being on the boat, it was just like, wow, like we have to, we have to, like Mark said, we, we have to capture this and, you know, from year to year. And, uh, it, it, the family, the Rockwood family, the artists, the people at six man, uh, especially Mark and his wife, Allie and Eamon, um, and, and, and everybody in, in our crew, uh, and totally, the co- and the cocktails, and, and the <laughs> and the cocktails, um, uh, you know, really made the boat special. So that's you know that's a little the, the backstory on that. How are you doing now? Where where are you with with your as far as uh, battling cancer and, and all that? Where what what stage are you in with that? So um, it has not come back. Okay. Every year I get uh, a scan done. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm very blessed. They removed a certain percentage of my right kidney, um, which has not affected any of, has not affected any of my, uh, ability. One of my questions to the doctors after the surgery and after, you know, recovering, um, I will, I'll never forget it. I was down in Philadelphia visiting Eamon and, uh, Nate, uh, another fellow rock boater. And, um, my plan was to stay the weekend, but, this was the doctor's appointment where it was before the boat and I was going to get the yes or no to having drinks. Like I was like, I'd be able to drink. Again. And <laughs> a very so important doctor, meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah, very important. The most, yeah. <laughs> probably the most important meeting. And, and I say to the doctor, I said, so is it cool to drink? And she's like, yeah, but don't go crazy. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going on a cruise. Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, I got to practice for this thing. Like, this is uh, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's that. That's that. How uh, so? How many? Uh, how many years ago was your surgery? How 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 long out are we talking now? Uh, so it would be, I think, three and a half. Yeah, it was three. It's three years. It was three years. Okay. In, uh, 
October, I think. All right, excellent, excellent. That's well, yeah. that, that's great. That's great prognosis. That that's fantastic. Um, so uh, so I'm curious, you guys, you know, again, just to try to explain to everybody what this is. There's there's always a number of bands. There's always a headliner that grabs people's attention. Although with this one, there's there's quite a few on the on the one we're yeah. all going to go on. Um, need to breathe, obviously being the big one, but I mean, so people like neon trees on there and something like just, it's awesome. Um, yeah. I, let's talk a little bit about the, the music before we get more into the community. Um, you know, how many, so real quick, how many, uh, boats have you guys been in, uh, been on individually? Who's been on the most out of you three? I think Eamon and I are both nine, correct? That's correct. Okay. And how about you, Chris? Three. Three. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, Evan and Mark, you're you're obviously the um, the, the the veterans here. Uh, number one, talk to me a little bit. If you've been on nine, how has the music kind of evolved, or have you can you can you tell a change? I was like, six man been kind of getting a little bit more in their groove, uh, getting through the COVID years and all this junk. Like, what, what's that? What's the music uh, lineups? What what has that been like over the years? And and kind of like compare it to what you see going on now. Mark, I'll go first, and then you could you could you could you could bring us up. But uh, um, it's 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 interesting, right? Uh, the first the first year um, we went, uh, and like you, we went for like I went for Need to Breathe. Um, yep. They were my favorite band, still kind of are my favorite band. Uh, and it's amazing that you know the first year you go, you're you're really kind of uh, really juiced up and geared up for those those headliners that are going to be on the boat um but as the years kind of progress um you fall into finding your next favorite artist i would say yeah uh because some of some like when when you're dealing with and on this boat there's like 20 30 bands they're playing and they're playing in five five locations from noon to like 2 a.m and uh you know you just kind of walk into a stage and you're like wow that's amazing and uh yeah you find your new favorite band and uh and then over the years it starts to it starts to kind of grow into you know a, a friendship between the whole rockbow family and and who am i going to run into who am i going to just hang out with so it, it's quite it's quite a journey i would say uh from what brings you there to from the beginning uh to what what keeps you coming back uh you know 10 years down the road yeah i couldn't say that better amen you know my first boat our first boat was 11 for amen and i and actually my parents were on that boat as well hmm. um, my brother his now wife so it was a big family gathering and yes we'll get into community family i would say that amen and i and my cousins got closer through the boat, it is like a family reunion. But uh, that very first boat, you know, I had been hearing about Rock Boat forever because Sister Hazel is the main group and, you know, they started it, their very first boat. Um, the Rock and Roll Cruise in 2001 was just them and Dexter Freebish, and it has truly grown. But from the very beginning, they really invested in finding that next up and coming group so for example looking back at some of the early rock boats the guy who was playing all night long on the casino floor was zach brown oh wow where he is now are you serious yeah. that's so, crazy <laughs> i kid you not 
Similarly, um, there's Green River Ordinance and Josh Jenkins. He just wrote Fancy Like um, and Buy Dirt. So, I mean, these guys, you get to see them when they're just up-and-coming babies and you get that personal connection. So I think the key, and early on, you know, you talked about Six Man. I am excited for you to get to meet them on the boat because there's no finer organization out there from top to bottom. They treat everyone like a VIP so when, when you do get a chance to meet them, you're just going to be blown away, top-notch quality. And we, we call it a well-oiled machine because every single year from when we've been going, the production, they're constantly looking at how can we make this more of an experience. And part of that experience that has really grown out of the early years is that sense of collaboration. And so on the recent boat, uh, you know, there's that collaboration. They had uh, Andrew McMahon and John Foreman doing a collab show together. Oh, wow. And just the, the different genres and that experience. There's a positivity jam with Brian Pacino who can do anything on the guitar. And everyone is just there and, you know, playing your covers and the sense of theme nights. So for the listeners who are not aware of the rock boat, just go check it out go to the Wikipedia page and look at the past groups. It will just blow your mind. You, you on, on y'all's, um, not your last show, but on a recent one, you had Seth Bolt, the, the bass player, um, from need to breathe. And, and you mentioned that you, you talked a little about collaboration and I don't, I don't know why. I mean, you have all these, all these folks on a, a ship together. And I didn't think about that, 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 that kind of thing would happen. Is that something that, I mean, do you see some of that already uh, or is, as much as you guys can know? I mean, you do get to interview a lot of the folks that go on there and everything, but th with that kind of collaboration, is that something that's planned beforehand or sometimes is it, hey, uh, come grab your stuff. Let's go up to the pool deck and do something for a little bit. I mean, how is that usually done between the, the, the folks that are performing? So uh, I think recently we, it may have been, uh, Mark might or Anna might remember, well, I think we actually, we brought this up um, with a, one of our most recent artists that we had on. And it seems to be a, a collective, like, like a right time, right place. And, or, you know, Hey, you know, I listened to your song. We're here on the boat. Let, let's, let's do this. Let's see if we can get something together. Um, I think some of them may be planned out um, for my, just from the interviews that we've had. Um, and I think, you know, I think a lot of the artists that they bring on, it's not an expectation, but it's like, it's like one of the things that makes it such a unique place is, you know, you're going to have an opportunity to, you know, someone might have the opportunity to get up there on the stage with Zach Burnett from American Authors and sing It's the Greatest Day of My Life. Um, and it's, it seems to be the best collaborations on the boat for my three years, and I'm sure Mark and Eamon can attest to this, are the ones that really aren't scripted, that just kind of happen. Yeah, I think uh, I, th I think the I think the conversations between the artists, um, they all stay like a lot of them stay around in, in the same area of the boat. Um, so uh, a lot of discussions kind of ha like happen organically between them, and you know somebody like somebody like John Foreman of Switchfoot, right? Um, who is kind of just a personable guy will will kind of he'll even you know offer to be yo he's like can I come up on stage and and, and sing a song with you during your show 
it's 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 a testament of the artists that are brought on. Uh, they're really encouraged to 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 get to know the other bands and and really treat it as kind of you know a big family like we like we always talk about and and to to help the art help the artists kind of you know extend their extend their reach um and make the best music possible in my opinion the one of the one of the neat things about signing up is you know all of a sudden i was on the facebook page because my my wife and i we have two friends that are coming with us too um, ironically, they were, they were the two people that went to the last Need to Breathe concert with us here. Uh, it, we saw them in South Carolina up in Greenville uh, about a year and a half ago, or a year ago. I can't remember. Um, COVID has just done that to me. I can't. I can't. The past two years, something could have happened a week ago, and it's like, oh, that happened three years ago. Uh, this is my sense of time during this this period is gone. Um, we. Uh, one of the, we all joined and, and got on the Facebook page so we could figure out all the tips and tricks and what do we need to do to make sure that we were ready to go. And, and what I noticed as I was going through it is uh, where people would say something, somebody would reference somebody else. And I just started clicking on profiles and, it, and, and everybody was from all over. And I realized that this, this is just a group of people that keeps getting back together, at least in, in, a, in a large amount. Um, it looks like it's a big reunion every time there's one, or at least with certain bands and things like that. And so you, this, this, there is a, there is a community here. Now, when we're younger, that's the norm. You go to camp every year. You, you generally see the same folks. It may be a little bit when you're in college or you go back for a reunion, but the older we get, the, the harder that is, uh, to, to hold on to. And the stranger it is to actually try to form. It is something that I think when it happens has to be very organic and it's extremely rare. Um, this community is, is from what I can tell is obviously a very tight one and, and people love coming back, not just for the acts. I mean, they're all music lovers and, and, and I get that, but they want to come back to see each other. Yeah. Is it just, I mean, I can find cruise ships. I can find great trips. I can find something that anecdotally would look like this. There's got to be something more than just the music that brings people. What do you guys think that is? It was whatever. Well, it's really I that. I think it's really that sense of connection. You know, you, I look forward to meeting up with you after the sail away show and you will be able to put it into words right now. Nobody can actually explain it to you, but after that sail away show, after you've already met 20 people that come up, hey, nice to meet you, where are you from? And get to know your story. You are about to not only find your next favorite group, but you know, for, for those who are true rock voters, you found that family, that, that connection, these, this open group of music lovers that for me at that first sail away show looking around i felt like i was in the blind melon no rain music video i found my <laughs> fellow bumblebees jumping around and so it was like these are my people yeah everybody's just so damn cool huh i um i'm curious uh on this on this boat that we've that we're going on in January is is need to breathe everybody's favorite band on this boat or is there somebody else that one of you is like oh no this is the band I've got to see. I, I mean I can speak for myself. Um, 
I think what I look forward to the most, and you'll and you'll definitely experience this on 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 the boat. Yeah, are the bands that you may do a little bit of research on getting, you know, prior to the boat, but like, yeah, you know, you need to breathe. We know American authors, we know our neon trees. They're going to put on an amazing performance. They are. It's, it's always awesome to see, and I'll use mom rock. Who's on this boat this year, who was on last year. And, you know, the, the newer bands don't always get the big stage. You know, there's like seven stages throughout the boat. And I think Eamon had said it earlier, like you walk on, you know, you walk to a, a certain stage and boom. And like, that's your new best song. Like, yeah, cool. Need to Breathe has this awesome song. You know, American Authors has this awesome song. But in your mind, it's now they're just on the same playing field music wise. Hmm. And that to me is kind of what I really look forward to. Um yeah, so that's. I, don't, I hope that answers it. What's it like? Yeah, so our first year. I'm so sorry. Our first year, it's funny that uh, you know Mark and I, like we all had, we all had kind of our schedule. Like when whenever we received the schedule, right? We try to we start planning out. Well, we gotta. <laughs> we're gonna go from here to here to here to here to here to here, and it's amazing how how much like you know when once you get on the boat. Uh, you start caring less about that schedule and, and more about just kind of living in that moment. So that's kind of one thing, one thing to uh, that we've probably learned from our early boats is, <laughs> is let the boat, let the boat come to you. I, that's awesome. I, here's a quick story. I, <laughs> I don't, Mark, and I mean, you probably remember this. I printed out those schedules, my first boat. I was, I was trying to be like super productive, super organized. I printed them out. I printed them out so small that they could fit in the lanyard. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I'll be able to walk around in this like quick reference. And uh, to echo what Eamon said, like it just, it's the, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to know what's going on, but to try to keep a schedule, you'll see it when you're on there. You'll be like, it, it's, it's, it's really just not even worth it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> While while you're at it, drop the FOMO because you're there's always a special moment at every show and you just can't be everywhere at once. And we recently had a podcast with one of the bigger names on the boat and they said, you know, 2,500 people on the boat, 2,500 different experiences. And I don't think anyone could say that any better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can see that. That's one of the things I've been wondering about too. Is like you know you're going to miss something. I mean there, there's there's no way. It's not like everybody performs at one time. So you're right. going to miss something. I'm curious, uh, you know, for for people that are really big. Uh, so on the show, we 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 showcase a lot of musicians, and um, I'm involved with. I've been involved with a couple of bands before in the past, and so a, a lot of folks will listen uh, listen to the show are big time either uh, music lovers or musicians themselves, and I'm I'm curious. Like, you know, you get a band like Need to Breathe, and I've seen them in a couple of different venues, and I've seen their acoustic tour. So I've seen the big, uh, very, you know, big-time produced stuff. I've seen the drop-down all around a, a, a dynamic mic, and we're, we're singing uh, in, in a very small room. 
And so for them going on the boat and, and, and probably playing in different venues is, is not, uh, you've probably seen something like that from them before, but there are a lot of these bands that, that don't do that. I mean, they, they're used to playing in certain size room with certain size gear, uh, maybe a little bit of changes from here to there. Is it, is it really, is it really, um, it, can you tell that with some of the bands and is it really fun to watch them uh, in a setting that may be a little bit different? I mean, obviously you're on the big stage uh, in the boat. I'm, I'm sure that's just like being at home except for the fact that, it, that the room moves from left to right a little bit. Um, but like all of a sudden, you know, like a, like for, for instance, I'm, I'd be really interested in seeing neon trees like at the pool deck. You know, somebody like that that taken out of a of a situation and somewhere else. Do do you get a little bit of that with the bands that you're familiar with when you're on a ship like this, or is that do they kind of stick to what they know? No, one hundred percent. The bands they play to the stage. If they're outside, it's going to be more energy. Um, and you're right on when you say neon trees out on the pool deck. It brings me back to Rock Boat fourteen being Ed Kowalczyk from live, maybe eight feet in front of us. And he's just tearing that throwing copper album apart. Ah. And, it, you know, having that kind of the, the distance, you know, imagine seeing that in any other venue. It just is unheard of. But that's the thing about the rock boat. You know, a couple cruises later, I'm in the buffet line. And right next to me is Matt Skinnell from Vertical Horizon. And <laughs> you're just like, hey, man incredible show last night and being able to have that human interaction is really what distinguishes the rock boat from any other concert venue that i've ever been at what's the biggest challenge when you're going to enjoy this um you know maybe i mean for people that have been on cruises before people that haven't you know you got to get your sea legs you got to figure and what i mean by that is not just like not getting seasick but figuring out how the ships work where to go being comfortable and all that stuff but for those people that, that go on cruises a good bit what's the biggest challenge as far as really getting the most out of it uh, that anyone would have walking into this the first time that's a really <laughs> stamina i believe that i can believe that yeah no one went is. to no one went to take a nap yeah exactly exactly what's, I mean, what's the phrase that we use a lot uh it's not a it's, it's not a, a marathon sprint. not a sprint <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. Wow. yeah yeah it's and that's like true true to its core uh yeah and and to know when to nap yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, and, and I think to even compare this to any other cruise is doing it a disservice and maybe even other cruises because they are too, we're talking apples and oranges, you know, throw away your preconceptions of what it, this cruise is going to be like, because, you know, you, you go to eat, you're not dressing up, do not bring the tux unless that's part of your theme night outfit. Uh, it is so chill and relaxed and uh, it's, just about being out there at sea, connecting with others, enjoying music. So many people, in fact, ask us, where are you going? And none of us really know because it's not about the destination. It's about the experience. Yeah, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that because I can't tell you how many people have asked me. It's like, where are you going? I was like, I, I don't know. I'm going to go see Neon Trees play. I don't I, Wherever they're playing, I don't, give a, I don't give a damn where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my crew my crew might not even see me for 
you know, six hours out of the day because I'll just be out and about. And then I'll we'll run in I'll run into them, you know, at another show. It's uh it's you know, every every experience is different. You guys have um kind of wrap this up here. I've got I've got something I want to ask you and it's just just you know, take a minute, however you guys want to answer this. But the one thing I, I keep thinking about, and, and Chris, I, number one, I, I appreciate you bringing up uh, what, what you've gone through and, and being open with that. But I'm, you know, all of us, especially for you two that have been on um, nine of these, a, a lot of years have gone by since y'all first started going on these. We've we've watched the world, uh, and not just during the pandemic, but but as we've become over the years more divided we don't spend a lot of time together i mean hell i think most people wouldn't even know how to how to go out and 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 find a date if they didn't have a dating app and going to going to someplace and meeting somebody and having that interaction is something that 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 sadly i see us becoming more devoid of in, in our daily lives at a time when we're so divided and people can can really allow the the worst parts of of humanity to bubble up why does it feel that something like this is incredibly important? I mean, and, and be honest with me, if I'm if I'm overshooting this a little bit, let me know. But when I read the comments and I see all the things that people who who do come back for this reunion, if you will, that, that do want to come and and yeah, have a blast and lose their mind for a week and and drink their faces off and listen to music, but want to get back to see other people or just be around people that they know are like-minded how important is something like this you do you think to the to the to the boat or if you want to just tell me to to you am i am i hitting the nail on the head here am i am i a little bit off? yeah i i think dude you you are slamming it right on the head go for it chris i i i think for me personally if i had to to try to answer your question in in a larger response I, I would say it's life. It's just life changing. It's, it's one of those things that once you've done it, it, it just, it just changes your life. And it's like, it's like you, you want, you just want to keep going back and I, you can't explain it until you've been through it. And it's, it's just a life changing event. And the fact that, people such as sister Hazel and working in tandem with six man and, and nailing this thing to, to what it is today is, is a blessing in itself. The fact that they've kept this going for over 20 years is just absolutely insane to me. And it is for a lot of people, it's like therapy in a sense, you know, uh, and a lot of people really, I would say all of us that are in the rock boat community live our lives rock boat to rock boat. Um, it's that, that camaraderie and that family connection. That's awesome. For me personally, when, when I went on that first boat, it unlocked that part of me that was allowing myself to relax. So you talk about the maturation career wise. I was early on in my career and I was busting my ass and working multiple jobs. And I was living life rock boat to rock boat. I put my head down. I delivered quality care. And then just let loose that one week of the year. But then as I got older, it was 
that very first night when Chris was saying, I want to live life more like this, that resonated more with me because why do we have to wait to live our life for one week a year? And in making those connections, I mean, it was, Chris said it was therapy. For me, that's, that was my saving grace during COVID. We started that podcast about six weeks before COVID hit and it was through the once or twice a week podcast connecting with fellow voters, making new connections, which was really tough for most people during COVID. It saves me. And then when we got on that boat, it was this little protected envelope of hope, joy, connection, and all of these people whom we had only met via podcast, big old hugs and hanging out hmm. with the artists. It was I mean, life-changing to go back to what Chris said and then some. And, and for me, and for me, it's kind of about, uh, you, you, you kind of talk about, you know, people don't, people don't, you know, gather together. They don't do this, that, or the other thing. Uh, I think, I think what's, what starts to get lost is, is just positivity. Um, you, you don't find, don't find as much positivity in this world anymore right yeah and and you won't find it you won't find a negative soul uh on the boat and it's just it's just the number one thing you can do uh to live happy is just surround yourself around positivity and uh this this uh this boat has you know um uh an, an exponential amount of that on it I don't want to ask as a final question here, your favorite band, because that's unfair. And I know that it depends on which day of the week and, and which moment you're feeling, but I'm curious, go around the horn real quick. Tell me the biggest surprise you've had on the ship when it came to music. All right. I'll call you I'll out go. by names then. Chris, I'll, go first. I'll go, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, my, my, my first, my first boat. Um, I didn't really do, I didn't do a whole lot of research into the other bands and whatnot. Yes. And, uh, uh, I saw, you know, we were walking, we were walking around the, the top of the, we were walking around the pool, pool deck, Mark and I, and, uh, green river ordinance was playing on the pool deck. Huh. And I just, I just like fell in love, you know, with, with them, you know, jamming it out. And, uh, that still to this day is like kind of that, uh, rock boat aha moment for me where I was like, damn, this was a surprise. I wasn't expecting, you know, to find this new band that I love so much. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I would have to say it was my first boat and it was like three 30 in the morning. And there's these things called elevator parties. <laughs> artists, certain artists get in the elevator. Yeah. They just play music in the elevator <laughs> and people ride the elevator. Like it's unscripted and it's random. And it's the coolest thing. And I was asleep and I woke up and I heard it and I didn't know what it was. I'm like, there's no way people are still playing on the stage right now. <laughs> so I stumble out of my room and I get into the elevator and there's an art, a female artist. Um, her name is Megan Farrell. And that was, and still is the one moment that a solidified the boat for me in that moment, seeing that, just seeing everybody's reaction in the elevator and uh, and then years later, her being, you know, it was like full circle. She was the first guest on our, on our the first artist that said yes to us on our podcast uh, three years ago. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. Man, you are asking me to tell you which child of mine is my favorite. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I'm not asking you to call one ugly. Just tell me which one's pretty. That's all. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'd have to go back to 2012 to uh, the, the very first time I heard the Rock Boat put out the teaser. They used to put out a song by each group, and it was when I heard a group called Bronze Radio Return. Hmm. And that boat was their first boat, and they completely blew that boat away. And they were on several other boats, but just seeing all that raw talent and again being on a stage where it wasn't a huge crowd it felt all the more intimate and you know you definitely connect it i know amon's a big fan of them as well oh yeah they they rocked it out cool man well listen first of all thank you guys for coming and and joining me on the show number two though and i i want to make sure that I'm, i'm really clear on this I can't tell you how impressed I am with with the job that you do. I think it's great when people can um, can go on stuff and tell their friends about it. It's another thing to really look and be an advocate for something, not because somebody's paying you to do it or because you get sponsored by it. That it's something that you really believe in, and and in a day and age where everybody's got an angle into something, it's really great to see some people that really want to live their lives in a positive way. And, and I think that's an absolute profound message, Chris, that, that you came across. But that the fact that you guys were able to get together and um, and, and really find a way to find an outlet for this, um, I think is wonderful. And I and I hope more people like 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 my wife and I did continue to stumble upon it, um, not just the boat, but what you guys do and 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 what you you know what you embody and how how you move forward with stuff. It's really been great to meet y'all. I've never been more it's been a long time since i've been very uh happy with me running my mouth when i shouldn't chris and i'm glad that we've come across <laughs> we're, each we're, other excited. That. <laughs> we're excited for you we're excited yeah. for you man yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm to- i can't I, I can't tell you how how excited my wife and i are but about even after speaking with y'all i'm i'm ready to go now and, and like i really I'll am so, and both. yeah I'll, I'll tell you what so every morning we do a podcast on the boat called breakfast with the boatcast oh cool so if you guys are up in time, we would love to have you and your wife swing by and just chat with us for a hot second, letting us know what y'all think. I tell and, you, what, uh, I would be interested to hear it. I don't care how late she wants to sleep in. We will find a morning where we do that and come have a check in just so we can keep tabs on, on where someone, a first timer is in my whole experience. I, I will, I will, I will, yeah. I appreciate the offer. I'll absolutely take you up and give you a minute or two if I'm coming through. So thank, thank you guys awesome. for that. Yeah. Hey, listen guys, great meeting you. I, I love what you do. Hey. Uh, but, so real quick, just before, before I let you go, the Boatcast Tribe, you can find it. Uh, I know you can find it on, on iTunes. Y'all have a, a, a YouTube as well. Where else can guys, uh, can people go to find you guys? Yeah. So we're on, um, all major streaming platforms were on YouTube at the Bocast, um, Facebook, the Bocast Tribe, Instagram, um, at Bocast, and uh, those are usually the main ones that we use that we post our uh, newest upcoming episodes on. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, guys, thank y'all again. I'm looking forward to seeing you. And I did what did, did, did less than. 
like just a little over 30 days now, right? What day did we 42 leave? 42 days, man. 42 days, yep. gosh, yeah. Not not far at all. So, hey, guys, thanks again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. Same. Yeah, man. Thank you. It was an honor, and can't wait to meet you on the boat, bro. Strike a match and watch it burn. Raise your voice and be heard. See the world and watch it turn. Cause it's alright. Clap your hands and stomp your feet. Strike a chord, skip a beat. Absolute and unique, it's alright. And it's alright, it's okay. The way you move, the things you say, it's alright. It's alright the way you walk, the way you think, the way you talk, it's alright. Ain't no man on the hill telling you. How to I want to thank the guys for being on the show again. They were they were great to have on, and and, and the boatcast is a really fun podcast. If you even if you don't have a desire, you get seasick. I don't know what your deal is. Go check it. Go check them out. They have some great guests. They have uh, a, a lot of a lot of just a lot of musicians. Uh, some indie. Uh, some some mainstream just but uh, they do a really good job of not only promoting what the what the what the rock boat is uh, but also uh, the musicians um, and they do a much better job of interviewing than I do so go go check them out uh, they are fantastic and I'm I'm really looking forward to meeting them I want to talk about what Chris said it's weird it you know the the world we live in right now and the way um, we do this funny thing, and people will say it's a generational thing. I I don't. I I think it's been around for a long time. Um, where but it's it's worse now. Where people will come up to you like, well, I I have depression. I have depression. I had this. I have horrible anxiety when I go in these kinds of areas. Um, and and I have I have all these things of this clinical. Chad, I have clinical depression. I can't be around this. I'm triggered by this. Okay, well. So uh, how do you how do you handle that? Like, do you use breathing techniques? Do you take medication? No, no, I'm not doing a thing. I just expect you. I expect you just to change and and live around it. <laughs> uh, it's just that it's just that's the world we live in. And I, I I'm gonna be a little open because Chris was so much. I'm gonna tell you this. We talk about mental health on uh, on this show all the time. I'm going to tell you something right now. Most of the people that I come across that talk about the, the what they have, it, they do not have a clinical diagnosis of it. And sometimes people say, well, I don't know. I might, but I haven't been to a doctor. Th- then either you're A, not taking care of yourself, or B, you don't really have it. You may have anxiety, but you don't have an anxiety disorder. You may be depressed. It doesn't mean you have depression. I want you to understand something. These are very, very different things. 
I know what I'm talking about because I deal with something. I'm not going to sit here and talk about what my diagnosis is. It's not necessarily depression, and it's not necessarily anxiety. Sure, it is something else, but it encapsulates some of that stuff. Not so much anxiety. Um, and I and I I I I go see somebody about it. I mean, I have to I have to do certain things. I have to watch certain things within myself, and it it is it is terrible. And let me let me let me let me just walk you through a map of it real quick. Okay, here's the thing that stinks about it. I have to be very careful about the things that can really trigger me into feeling in a certain way where I can't think and process things correctly. And then it it sends me down this wild tunnel that causes me to have feelings and, and get into a, a certain place where even exteriorly I'm not communicating well. One of the I'll, I'll tell you this, a symptom that I have. Uh, and I'll start noticing that I do this. If I, if I do it a lot during a week, I can tell that I'm there. It's when my friends are talking to me and I'm listening and you would swear to God, I'm listening to you. And then a couple of days later, I'm like, were we talking about this? Because for some reason, my brain was not there and it wasn't fully there. And it can, that can affect me at work and stuff like that. So I have to be very careful about that. A lot of notes. A lot of note taking. My wife wonders why I have so many notepads everywhere. <laughs> she used to. Uh, I'm always writing or putting stuff into my phone uh, because I have to go back and look and see. It's just some. It's just a, just a way my brain's wired. That's it. But one of the things that I I, I will tell you it's it's hard to do that because I have to see somebody. I have to be very aware of what's going on with me. I have to I have to look in, in, in out for how I'm treating the people that are around me. I have to be very self aware and I have to do check ins with myself quite a bit to make sure that I'm staying on the right track because I don't want to get into the hole. And if it sounds like you will see Chad, I don't want to do all that because that sounds like hell. Then you don't understand. My life was hell not doing that. My life is hell when I let it get out of control. My, I, I, have, I have thoughts in my head that I cannot explain to you. And I know, I know it makes me sound like I'm crazy. I don't mean that. I'm just saying that you and I can be in the same room and you can hear something and I will have gotten a totally different feeling from it and it will have a great effect on me. And I'm the only one, I'm the only one responsible for that. So I'm constantly looking for ways to make sure that A, my brain isn't playing tricks on me and I'm not making decisions based off of what you, you could say are like knee-jerk reactions, right? Um, but it comes, it comes to, I want to make sure that my feelings and my understanding and my pragmatism are all sitting in the room together. So if I do have to make a decision, I can't, Okay. So there's that. Um, the other thing, though, is I also sit and look at it, and I think, "Am I just not? Am I just not happy?" In the past uh, ten years, I've been searching for what Chris said, and I, I just I, I can't think of a better way to put it because I get what he's saying. And I, I, even if you've never been on a cruise before, I think you can get where I'm coming from when I say this. I want to live every day like, it, like I'm on the boat. I want to. I, I want to live in a world where I'm more relaxed, where I'm happy, where I'm enjoying things, where the bulk of my day 
is putting a smile on other people's faces because the smile's already on mine. And the trick of it is, is that when you're on the boat, when you're on the mountaintop, the people that are there are there for the same thing. The problem is, is when they get back to the harbor, when they come down off the mountain, nobody wants to, to, to do the work to live like they're on the boat. I'm not one of these people that says that we can't. I absolutely believe that we can. I think that we don't spend enough time these days getting away. I don't think we do. In America, we look at taking a week vacation every year on average, on average, a week's worth of vacation every year. There's some people that hardly relax on the weekends. A lot of people work two jobs. I get that. Don't get me wrong. There's a financial component to a lot of that stuff. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it'll pay the rent. I, I, I completely get that. And so I, I have, I've had to look at what I do financially. I've had to look at where I am. Is, is this making enough money? What, what amount of money am I supposed to make for my family that keeps us on this happiness level? Where, where am I supposed to be um, as far as spending time with my family? What's the ratio of making money to spending time? And I'm going to tell you that, that I get into all that, and, and you all know what I'm talking about. It's like there's this bar that I'm trying to reach, and I'm not sure exactly where it is because some months it seems like I'm hitting it right, and other months I feel like it's not. And it, 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 it doesn't seem arbitrary. It seems like it's a, it's a factual thing, but for some reason in my life I can't find a way. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. How am I supposed to balance out how much I make and how much time I spend and suddenly the crazy stuff Chad was talking about in his brain makes sense doesn't it because you do it every day you do it every month you do it every single month when you're trying to decide how you're going to pay for school how you're going to do this do you get a second job does it take you away from your family should I take this job that has me travel all that kind of stuff what church do I go to where have I got enough time to, to volunteer? Do we do we volunteer when my kids get into it? Am I spending enough time with my spouse? All that stuff. We're constantly looking for some magic formula. You know why I still play in bands? I'll give you a little inside uh, baseball here in the Alexander family. My ex-wife didn't like me playing. She didn't like me playing music. She didn't like me being on stage singing karaoke. She didn't like me shining at all. Man, I'm a big personality. <laughs> 13 years of that and I was done with it. I, I want my kids to shine as much as they can. I want my wife to shine as much as she can. She won't sing karaoke. She'll dance. Not when the kids are around. And when you see you dance, you'll understand why. She's <laughs> a great dancer. She's actually a really great dancer. Uh, you know, we don't find ways for what we have in our heart to come out. And it's usually for a couple of reasons. One, we are scared that we will fail 
or we will we'll, we're scared that we're going to hear negative comments. As a musician, as a guy that does stand-up comedy, whenever I get around to doing it, as a guy that that likes to perform, I've gotten over that, and there's tons of us that will tell you, you can do it. Just go out there, and you'll learn to feed off of both the things, the cheers and the booze. You do. And you write songs, and you write jokes, and you find fuel in both of those. It just happens because it's a part of life. There are ups and downs. Deal with it. You, 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 you get used to it. The highs will always seem high. The lows don't really seem that low. It's just, it's a fact. It's just a fact. Every, every musician who is somewhat seemingly somehow <laughs> successful, all the S's, uh, we'll tell you that. I think it's something else. I think we don't surround ourselves with the right people. I think we can stay in bondage for over 10 years with people that we feel like we're supposed to be around because we have this history with them. I'm going to tell you something right now. It's going to be hard for some of you to hear, but I really mean it. My family is very important to me. I tell my girls all the time, we do not turn our back on family. My girls, my wife and I, and our dog are the most important things to me. This is the thing. This is what we are. This is us. We live in these walls. We don't always live in these walls at the same time with each other, but we are important. We are a family. And there are, there are forces around us that want things to be different, that want us to be different, that want us to be theirs. And the reason it's important is because in my family, in my family, we watch each other's back and we let each other's be individuals. That's what, that's what we do. That's who we are. So anybody tells you different outside the four of us right here, then you make sure you're coming back to the council with it. And here's the other thing. If one of the four of us is making you feel that way, then we have family meetings. We don't surround ourselves with, with the right people. We, we, there are other people on the mountaintop that aren't just there to say it. They're dying for it. They're going through something. It may not be like Chris. It may not be cancer. It could be a bad relationship. Bad marriages are tough. Don't let anybody fool you. The whole reason my wife and I had a great podcast at one time is when it got rave reviews and was growing by leaps and bounds because they are and they're traumatic. And I don't mean the traumatic like people saying I got triggered because I had to hear uh, baby it's cold outside at Christmas again this year. I'm, I'm talking like they, they are they're traumatic. Terrible bosses. Bad situations at work, being 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 in in the wrong church, and I'm going to tell you, people, there are bad churches out there. If you look around and you don't like where you are, you need to think about changing it. If you look around and you you don't see anybody supporting you. And you've done your self-reflection and you're making sure you're not making stupid decisions and your brain's not getting the best of you and all that kind of stuff. You need to look around for those people 
Because those people are out there. There are people that want to come down off the mountaintop with you. There are people that when you get back to the port want to keep up with you. And yeah, they want to see you on the boat again next year. But man, if you're passing through Cleveland, you better give them a call. I don't know how with the internet we have gotten further away from that. I don't, I don't, it, it's, it makes no sense to me. It may, I'm sure there's a psychiatrist out there that can explain it to me, but somehow we have gotten further away with the ability to keep up with each other. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, if you pass through Columbia, South Carolina and ever think, man, I would love to shoot him a message and see if he'd meet me for a drink and you don't. And I find out I will cut you off from ever listening to this podcast ever again. There, there is there is no reason why we can't be more like that. Why we can't find ways to live every day like we're on the boat. You, you can't. Sure. The, the, the concrete answer to that is you can't. But you can try. I don't beat my thing in, in my head. The, the demon that's in my head. I don't beat it every day. but I try every day. I beat it enough. There are other people that love you, that want you to be happy, that want to have fun with you, that want to go around, and even if they don't like the band, sit and have some drinks and chill out and have fun. There's some people that want to hear the stories, that want to see a smile on your face, that want to hear the laugh come out of your gullet. That Those people exist. If you are sitting out there and you don't have those people in your, not, in your life, then go find new people. That includes your family. I mean it. Your life is too short to live the way somebody else wants you to do it. Because it'll be over before you know it. And for some of us, way too quick. It's a new year. There's adventures out there. There are weekend getaways. There's a restaurant on the street. There's a bar somewhere got a guy sitting at a table you've always wanted to strike up a conversation with. I don't care how big or small your adventure is. You should find it. 13 years working in hospice, I never, never heard someone regret that they didn't go somewhere, that they didn't try something new. Oh, I heard the regrets. I've heard them all. 13 years, I've heard it every dang one of them. I've heard them multiple times. I've heard their sequels. <laughs> I've heard the prequels and the horrible trilogies. And then also Lethal Weapon 4. I've heard them all. Don't make a New Year's resolution, look at the calendar. Then look and see what's going on. And if you can't afford it, you can't go on a trip somewhere, find something that's happened, a festival somewhere in your in your neighborhood. 
Can't find the, the, the cheddar to pony up to get the ticket to get into the festival? Find a free one and walk around. Meet people that are making stuff. Just do something different. Try something different. Let your heart sing. If you're somebody who's always wanted to sing, start singing. Find a bar that'll let you sing. Go to karaoke. Somebody's always wanted to play music? Find somebody who'll teach you a lesson. Find somebody for free. Get on YouTube. World's greatest college is right there. I mean that wholeheartedly. There's so much that you can do with what is left of your life, no matter what that length is. I want to live every day like I'm on the boat too, but I can't, but I'm going to try. And I'm going to make sure I've surrounded myself with the right people. I hope you've done that too. And Happy New Year. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab. But if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so 